Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And today's an important show for you. And I, I don't care if you currently own single family rental properties or maybe multifamily, maybe you own some apartment uh, communities. Maybe you don't own any of those, but you are a homeowner. This show is important for you as well. Heck, may, maybe you're just a renter. You don't own any of these things. This show is important for you as well. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you why. And no, I'm not going to be talking about the headline inflation number that just came out. It, it blows me away. Here it is again, the highest. We just keep going higher and higher, don't we? 8.5% for March. But no, that that is not our topic today. It's another number that does keep climbing, has been for the past decade here in Texas anyhow. And I'm talking about home values. And of course, those trickle down into our topic today, which are those property taxes and uh, protesting those valuations. And I've got an expert with me that's going to help us work through that process and tell us how we can do that to save ourselves some dollars uh, this year and, and, and every year going forward. And just to give you a couple of numbers, just looking back on 2021, I went out to the Texas A&M University Real Estate uh, Research Center website. Great place to go if you want to read about uh, Texas real estate. And the median home price in 2021, and this is relevant to our conversation today, median home price across all of Texas was up 15.6%. That's all of Texas. That includes far west Texas. That includes down to the tippy, tippy bottom there, uh, 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 adjacent to Mexico, all the way up to the panhandle. If I dial it in, these are some mind-boggling numbers. Austin saw a 13.8% increase in home prices. 
Dallas, where I am, 17.4. Fort Worth, 18.8. Houston, 15 and some change. San Antonio is around there as well, 14.4. And of course, with those increases, you will see when you get your tax bill, if you have not already, you're going to see an increase. So what do you do about it? Well, I'm bringing on with me today Julian Ball. He's with Ball Property Tax Services, and they've they've actually been a vendor with Lifestyles Unlimited for a very long time now, since April of 2014. I went out and checked the vendor hub which you can do as well if you're a Lifestyles member and looking for somebody to help you with this process of protesting taxes. And I checked. Julian, you guys are very highly rated, five out of five stars. So you're doing a great job for the members. And I thank you for coming on today and help us helping us work through this very important topic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And just to set the stage for us before we get into the whole county appraisal district and Whew, those numbers they're putting out there. I know you've got some numbers for us for your area. Why don't you tell us where you're at and just tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, I'm in the San Antonio area, Central Texas, and uh, we we filed protests for taxpayers trying to reduce their property taxes. As you said, we had some numbers come out this year. It looks like we're going to have huge increases. Bear County is looking at 28% increases on residential. Comal, 30 to 50%. Guadalupe, 33%. So those are some pretty large numbers. Wow. So thinking about Comal, I can do the math in my head here. If, if I had a property valued at $100,000 last year and they went up 50%, that means I'm now valuing at one hundred and fifty. That's clearly going to really push up my my tax wow. burden as well. So correct. you go out and you, you fight with them on my behalf, essentially. That's correct. And it was 30 to 50% Comal was the number they reported. Oh, I know. I heard the 30, but I also heard the 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I, I've i been routinely checking um, the websites. I mean, again, for the listener that might be new, I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth. Julian's in San Antonio. And my single family holdings at the moment are in Dallas, uh, Denton, and Tarrant counties. And I have been checking those routinely because I want to know what the hit's going to be. None of them have published their valuations yet. So when that leads me to my first question, actually, I guess I thought April 1st was the deadline. When when do those notices normally go out? When do they have to tell me? There's no deadline when they have to tell you. The state deadline to protest is May 15th. If you receive the notice after April 15th, then you have 30 days from the date of the notice to file the protest. But this year, the deadline is May 16th, actually, because 15th falls on a Sunday. So May 16th is the state deadline to file the protest. But uh, They should all be coming in the mail anytime. Okay. I'll get out to my P.O. box again. Um, and I'm checking online, quite frankly. I don't, I don't, is there a discrepancy as to what do you not? Maybe you know when they mail versus when that gets posted on online? They usually, they usually publish them about the same time they mail them. So, you know, the mail could be slower and they could be online prior to the mail. Okay, and and just to repeat what you said, the 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 deadline to protest your taxes is May sixteenth, but that's only if they've gotten that valuation out the door to me on or before April fifteenth or sixteenth, right? That is correct. Or if they didn't change the value, they do not have to send out a notice. So okay, if it stays the same. There's not a, they do not they're not required to file the notice. We tell everybody look online, check all your values, and protest based on what you find there, or just by May 16th, just file a protest. Okay, and we'll talk later in the show what that means or how you 
how you do that. And again, this this is something that can impact you as just a homeowner, whether whether you have rental houses like we're going to talk about today or not, whether you own apartments or not. If you just own your your own home, you're going to want to do the things that we talk about. And if you're a renter, I bring this up for you. If you're listening now, you're catching the program. You want to make sure that your landlord, that your your rental owner, whoever owns that house, that they're doing this as well because they can potentially lower their tax burden and hopefully then not have to push through as as much of that uh, rent hike as they otherwise may may have to to do. So so notices should be going out. I have Julian. I'm telling you, I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated breath because they, they, every year they take me up somewhat. Every year I go and fight them and I get them back down. And I'm real curious after those numbers I read to you, what we've seen across Texas in, in terms of price growth. I'm, I'm really curious to see what it's going to do this year. Stick around. We're going to head into a break and talk about how the county determines that number in the first place. That's our starting point for this journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. If you have any questions for me, you can send me an email to askandy at luinc.com. Again, askandy at luinc.com. And I'm joined today by Julian Ball. He is with Ball Property Tax Services out of San Antonio. And what he and his company do is they go out on your behalf and they protest the, the we commonly call it, they, they protest your taxes, right? Your property taxes. What they're doing is protesting the value, the appraised value that the county has assigned to your house, your your apartment complex, what, whatever it is. And they, and they try to get that value lowered. And of course, that value ultimately is what then drives the, the, the property taxes that you are due to pay in October or towards the, the end of the year. But Julian, my question, I guess, is when I, when I get that, that letter in the mail or I, or I look online at what the appraisal district has posted for my new value for the year, how are they getting to that number? Let, 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 help me understand that part. They're basically going out and looking at all the comparable sales that have taken place in the neighborhood that your property's in and applying a percentage, overall percentage of what the values went up and doing a mass adjustment to the neighborhood. 
And so, but it's based off the comparable sales. I mean, what what has sold in your neighborhood? So are they, now when I, as an investor, when I'm looking to buy a house, I look at the house, I look at the footprint in terms of, you know, three bed, two bath, and the, the square footage, one story, two story, pool, no pool. It sounds to me, based on what you just said, they're, they're applying an algorithm, an equation. They're not really diving into the, 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 the footprint of my house to determine the value, are they? They are. They're using your characteristics of your property to come up with that, making adjustments for pools, one with or without pools, uh, and looking at the number of rooms in the house, all that's in their calculations to come up with the market value. I mean, they're going to look at similar properties to yours when you get down to the protest level. You know, they're going to look at five or six sales and say, these are what's really similar to you, and that's how it will be done. Okay, but but at the start, it's more of a mass approach. Again, an algorithm of sorts that they're they're running across, you know, just in the background. Data, you know, big data is the word of the day these days out in, in corporate America. Uh, and, and from what I've understood, and they're applying that to my footprint then. Bedroom count is worth this much, square footage, et cetera. Um, but then when I go to protest, I'm going to be dialing in a little bit closer to those similar similar properties. And what time frame are they looking at for this valuation? They're going to be looking at sales uh, during the 2021 year. Uh, they may go up as far as March 1st. Some of them do look at March 1, 2022 at the sales. And given that the increases that we've had this year, they may just be looking at the last half of the year or last quarter of the year sales. Yeah, the rate of the rate of appreciation changes throughout the year, right? We saw that in 2020 when everything stopped in what February, March, with the onset of COVID, and then really took off uh, at the end of the year. And so, okay, so they may not use the full year 2021, and in fact, they may may use part of 2022, which is unfortunate because guess what? <laughs> that that value just keeps going up. Um, okay, so key dates though for me to consider are probably the full year of 2021. And you said that if I see my value, I'm a homeowner, and I see they've taken my my value up, and I'm not I'm not happy with that, and I want to protest that. I need to file my protest by May 16th, generally speaking. Um, how how do I do that? What does that process look like? You know, on their website, most counties have an electronic where they can file the electronic filing uh, of the protest. Or you can just go on there and download the forms under forms, a protest form, and fill that form out and mail it in. And if I'm hiring you or some other company to do that on my behalf, what what do I, as the owner of that property, have to do? Typically, we will require that you will just send us a, your property listing, and we will send you back. You know, we prepare appointment of agent forms, which we have to file with the appraisal district that says you authorized us to represent you, and. And we take care of all the filing, all the paperwork, the hearings, informal level, the ARB level, and then uh, give you the results at the end of the season. Okay, and and so I'm essentially hiring you as my as my agent. And in fact, I, I do the uh, I, I do the protest on on my wife's behalf. So when we've bought our rental properties, I'll buy a few in my name, and she'll buy a few in her name. And when I go down to protest my properties, no problem. I'm Andy Webb. I show them my license. They know who I am. If I want to protest hers, I have to actually fill out a form that allows her to make me, <laughs> as her husband, her agent as well. So you're essentially 
doing the same thing. Now, you mentioned, you said, okay, informal, and then I heard ARB in there. So that kind of hints a little bit at the process because at May 16th, what I'm doing is just simply filing that I want to protest. I may not be going in in front of the ARB already, which is the appraisal review board. Before I get to that appraisal review board, again, ARB, what, what am I doing first? Well, the first, I mean, you have to get the paperwork filed, the protest filed. And then after you file the protest, then that's when I'm doing research, looking at what, what sales activity took place in the neighbor, my neighborhood, uh, comparing those sales to my house to see what the value I think it would sell for based on the comparable sales. You know, just doing all that research ahead of time before you go to even to an informal hearing or an informal phone hearing. What is an informal hearing? What is that? That's you talking to an appraiser at the appraisal district, one-on-one type thing. And so you're just having discussions with him about the valuation of your property, very informal. You're not going before the board yet. And if you come to an agreement there, you sign an agreement with him, a settlement waiver, a protest, and uh, you're finished. You don't, you, there's nothing further for you to do. Okay, so it's just me walking off the street. You know, I've got my wife. She signed that 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 form that makes me her agent for Tarrant County, let's say. I drive down to the uh, Tarrant County Appraisal District over there on Hanley Etterville Road in Fort Worth. I know I know the place by heart. I've been there too many times, but I just walk in off the street. I, I pull a number and I get in line. <laughs> it's pretty much the same way everywhere. That's the informal process. And eventually, John, I, I know these guys' names by now. And John calls me up and I ask him about his favorite beer. And he, you know, we talk a little bit. And then, you know, I, I start to slowly ease the hammer out of my pocket and start working, working on the guy uh, with my comps and my, my repair budgets and my pictures. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in the show. That's, that's the informal part. And, and do you, I don't know if you have a, an idea. I, just personally, from my own track record, I'd say about 75% of my, my protests that I do, um, I, I'm settling already at this informal informal uh, stage. Do you, so for somebody who's doing this professionally, do you guys have a similar record, or what does that look like for you guys? You know, we're probably in that same category, similar to numbers to that. It really depends on the year. I think this year, being that we have such high increases, projecting such high increases across the state, we will be at more of the formal hearings, the ARB hearings. So the ARB, the Appraisal Review Board, that's the, the more formal part of the process. So if I fail with John and, and my, my conversation about your favorite craft beer, John, and, and, and et cetera, then I'm going to go to the ARB. Now's where you start to get a little nervous. Maybe your palms get a little bit sweaty. Ooh, that's the formal part. That sounds like a tribunal, and it is a tribunal, but we're going to dissuade you. We're going to, we're going to tell you it's not that bad, so stick around. We'll come back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb, and we are talking property tax protests today because it is that time of year. Spring storms are a brewing where we were hearing about the hailstorms that are coming, the, the stuff that's coming out of the west headed to the northeast, hunkering down, all that fun stuff. And along with that spring storm season comes our appraisal district valuations, are commonly known as our, our property tax values. And you got to fight that stuff. You absolutely have to fight. You, you can't fight the weather, but you can fight those property tax valuations. And I've got a gentleman with me today that can help you do that. And that's Julian Ball with Ball Property Tax Services. Julian, you said earlier in the, in the show you are down in San Antonio, right? That's correct. Okay. What, what coverage, how, how far out do you go with your, with your services? What part of, are you just doing San Bear County or, or how far out do you go? No, we, we go from Travis County, Austin, Williamson County, all the way down south of San Antonio. Okay, it's a pretty good footprint. And we were talking over the break. You're not just doing houses. You also do apartments, right? Yes, we do do apartments as well. Okay, which is great for my Lifestyles Unlimited listeners because what are we doing? We're buying houses and we're buying apartments and we want to we wanna fight the uh, tax valuation in, 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 in both cases. And to do that, we talked already a little bit about the informal process. And for the listener, it really is. It's, it is informal. There's not a lot to it. There may be a little bit of waiting in a, in a big, big room. And to be honest with you, Julian, I don't know what it's going to look like this year. The past two years in Dallas County, I haven't even been able to go down to the offices. I had to do everything virtually. I know Tarrant County's relaxed. Denton County has relaxed. Van Zandt County has relaxed. What, what are things looking like? down in your area as far as that part of the process? Are you able to meet and greet with these people nowadays? Uh, the informal level, uh, it sounds like they're going to try to keep that as much as they can on the phone or video. Oh. Uh, and uh, the formal level, you can still go to the board hearings. But last year, the appraisers from the appraisal district were just videoed into the board hearing or phoned into the board hearing. So, you know, I think times have changed with COVID and everybody going online to Zoom. And I think the Zoom meetings or whatever type of video is helpful to the taxpayers that has a job out there working. They don't have to take off. They can uh, Zoom in and do that meeting without going down there and waiting for a, for a hearing and spending a half day down there trying to accomplish that hearing. Yeah, that's a very valid point. That's actually an excellent point. Um, one of the side effects for us as Lifestyles Unlimited members is we're able to do all of the education online. I've always valued that aspect because it allows me to travel and do all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, that's a great point for those that maybe haven't done this uh, in the past because they just haven't had time. Do it now. Absolutely do it now. Um, we talked about informal and we were just kind of talking around the ARB, which is the appraisal review board. And I know a lot of people get nervous at that, at that, at that level. What, what is the ARB? Who is on the ARB and should I be scared of them? Uh, 
Well, the ARB is represented by taxpayers in that county, uh, and you shouldn't be scared of them. I mean, they're just citizens. So, you you know, you go down there and you sit before a panel of three, and the appraiser's in the room, you're in the room, in typical times. Uh, by video, it may be you in the room and then and the three members in a video. But it's very it's an informal process. Everything's read in, very formal and all that, but it's very, it typically is a very informal process, and there's nothing to be scared of. Just go down there and tell them your side of the story. And, and in fact, story is a very good word. Not, not that you're making this up on the go, but you do want to have a story about that property and why they should lower the value. We'll get into that probably end of this segment, maybe in the last segment, because that's really how you're going to get that value uh, reduced. But but you're right. It's it's volu- it essentially volunteers, citizens that are from my county that are that are. They, 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 they feel the duty to, to participate in some way. And I, I'll be honest with you, Julian, the very first time I went down to an ARB, again, that's the Appraisal Review Board hearing, it was in Dallas County. I remember it very vivid, vividly. It was my first two properties. Both were in Dallas County. And I was super nervous. And, and, and the tribunal, because it is three of them, there are three, the tribunal, the ARB, they, they were... They could see that, and they were very helpful. They kind of coaxed some of the information out of me. They got me got me going. And once 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 the dam burst, I was able to show all my pictures, all my evidence, et cetera. So it's definitely not anything to be afraid of. But again, if you do the kind of Texas two step, try that informal approach first. And if that doesn't work out, then you go to the ARB. Now, Julian, what if the ARB doesn't work out? Is there another level? If I absolutely want to go that route? Yeah, there's an uh, there's an Two levels or three levels, really, you can file to the arbitration, binding arbitration, or you can file litigation uh, on that. Then there's a state hearing that I don't hear many people taking advantage of that. Usually on residential arbitration, you're going to proceed with. Okay, and if, if we choose to go that route, if you're representing me, you're my agent, I've signed that, that paperwork, um, are you the one that then is going down that route uh, on my behalf in front of the arbitrator or litigator or whatever? We typically do the arbitration for the clients if, if we go that route, if we need, think it needs to be arbitrated. Uh, we get involved and have write the reports to present to the arbitrator. Okay. And we have the hearing with the arbitrator. So just to summarize here, the, the general process, if you haven't gotten your notice of appraised value already, maybe they didn't change the values, good for you. You can still protest it. Go look online. If, if you haven't gotten them and they're not published online, those should be coming soon. I keep looking. I keep looking. And once you get those, you can go down and do or do it online, do the informal hearing with the, the appraiser. Very, it, It's very straightforward. You do need to take your evidence, have that story. If you don't like the outcome there, you go to the ARB. You get two shots at this. And potentially you can go farther. You can, of course, hire somebody like Julian uh, with Ball Property Tech Services. There are a lot of them out there in my area here in Dallas-Fort Worth, for example, as well. If you're a member at Lifestyles Unlimited, be sure to go to the Vendor Hub because you can you can find these guys there as well and see how they've been rated and whatnot. Um, but that's the general process. Now, I am curious, Julian, as you are seeing the notices come out already in your area in Bear County, uh, you said Kamal County, a couple of others, are we seeing bigger hits bigger differences in, in, in the way they're taking those values up for owner occupants versus uh, rental owners? No, I think it's pretty much standard across the board. I think they're just looking at the neighborhood. And does, when I go down there, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking about my personal residence. 
I'm thinking about my rental houses and I've got, I've got great residents in there and I, I try to, I try to treat them right. I, I try not to be too aggressive necessarily on the rent, but boy, if the, if the values go up the way I, you mentioned 50% on the top end in Kamau County, if that happens, well, what do I got to do? I got to take the rent up. Does that appraiser care? Is that a good story? Is that a good sales point for him or her to say, hey, I'm going to have to take up my rent massively to offset this tax increase burden. If you don't lower the value, do they care? They do not care. I'm sad. <laughs> they do not care. So landlords don't go in all emotional and talking about I've got I've got some elderly uh, uh, residents in a few of my properties, fixed income. It doesn't matter. That is not a sales point. So take that away. What we're going to do, we're going to head into a break here in just a little bit. We've got a couple minutes, I think. But on the back end, I do want to get into how to approach that. What are the, I guess, the tips and tricks? You know, what are you doing? What should I do as a rental owner in particular or a homeowner? What should I be doing? What should I be taking with me um, to to create that story? And the last thing I wanted to do in this segment, because I've mentioned that I'm still sitting on my hands waiting for those valuations. If you're like me and you are a rental property owner, a lot of my leases are coming up very soon and I have to send out my renewal notices. In fact, I've had to send a few of those out. I don't yet know what the property appraised value is going to come in at from the tax perspective. And that's going to, that is a potentially large hit. What do you do? Well, we already heard from Julian that they're going to go out and look at 2021 values, maybe up to March of 2022. So you need to go out and find out what did your market, what did your subdivision do in that period of time? Try to put a value, try to sign your own value for that market value, and then you can impute your tax burden based on last year's rates. That's exactly what I did in order to get to what I thought was going to happen when those appraisal notices finally show up in my P.O. box. And I offered my renewals on that basis. So if you don't know, you got to kind of figure way back your way into that uh, into that number. So stick around. We're going to talk about how you protest very concretely on the backside. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. I am joined today by Julian Ball. He's one of our vendors out of the San Antonio area, and uh, he's been with Lifestyles Unlimited on our vendor hub, on our vendor portal as a participant of the program since April of 2014, a very long time, five out of five stars, and his company is called Ball Property Tax Services, and all the things we've talked about and all the things we're about to talk about, he can do on your behalf as your agent, uh, again, down in the San Antonio area. Julian, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they reach you? Phone 210-546-0300. Or at an email is jball at ballpts.com. Jball, that's two L's, right? J-B-A-L-L. Yes, sir. Okay, very good. If you have any questions for me, by the way, send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c.com. Again, Julian, they're still sitting on my value. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know no matter what comes my way, for every single house I have, single family property, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to protest in each and every county where we have that footprint 
I'm very curious to see what's what's going to happen here. So, uh, bated breath, I'm, I, I am waiting. Now, when I see that notice, I know there are typically there are two values there. There's a market value and there's an assessed value. Which one are they raising based on the 2021 sales numbers or comps that they're looking at? They're raising the market value of the property. And the assessed value may run in tandem with that, meaning they may take my market value up to 200 and my assessed value may be 200 as well. Now, I as an owner of rental houses where I am not an owner occupant, I'm at a disadvantage because they can actually take that value up by 10, 20, 30, 40. I've seen 80, hundred percent. They can really increase both market and assessed value. Now, if you are a homeowner and listening to this, the good news for you is that although they can take up the market value to those market rates, like, like Julian just said, they're limited on the assessed value. Is that right? That is correct. The assessed value can only increase 10% if it's, if it's your homestead property and you have filed for your homestead exemption each okay. year. So that, that can go up 10% until it so catches market value. Keyword there is that you have filed for your homestead exemption. That means you're the owner-occupant. That means you're living in that house. You have to have filed with the county and let them know, this is my house, right? That's correct. So if they've taken my market value on my homestead, on my personal residence up from... 150 to 200, they can only take me up 10% on the assessed side. And it's the assessed side that I pay my taxes on. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So my job then, although they've only taken me up by 15K from 150 to 165, if I'm thinking forward, I see that 200 number. What's going to happen next year? They're going to take it up again by 10%. What's going to happen after that? They're going to take it up again by 10% until I hit that market value. Am I understanding that right? That's correct. It will go up until market until it's equal to the market value. It can't be higher than the market value. And that's exactly why you as a homeowner and as a rental owner should always be protesting these values down. And the devil's in the details, Julian. How do we do that? What's the way to build my story? Well, I think, you know, like they always say, pictures are worth a lot. I mean, if you got issues with the house, pictures are take pictures to the hearing with you, showing that. And also if you need work done on that house and get estimates and take the estimates down there to do that complete that work uh that helps a lot on the residential side then of course you want to go look at the comparable sales and make sure what's going on and make sure they're looking at your house to what you consider comparable in that neighborhood similar properties whether that be size pool or no pool or issues like that you know the physical characteristics and then also you want to go in and look at the equity side, which is how are they buying your neighbors that are similar size properties or comparable properties to you? Are they buying them at the same rate they're buying, buying yourself? So we're looking at essentially two sets of comps. We're looking at the actual sold comps, which drives that market value in my mind. If I'm going to sell my house, that's, that's how I figure out what the market value is. So we're looking at those sold comps, but we're also looking at the comparable values on the appraisal district website. Am I valued the same way as that house across the street that has the exact same footprint as mine, right? Correct. Okay, Is that does that tell me then maybe it's a little bit better for me to go in later in the process to give my, my cohort, my neighbors, time to go and lower their values? Does that help me? Yes, it does. I mean, if they, if they get some of theirs lowered, it helps. If they don't get them lowered, it doesn't help you, you know? So I think it just depends on how astute your neighbors are and whether they're filing the protest and doing that research to look at their properties. Okay. Well, let's take the house apart just a little bit. So if I think about a house, right, we, we, we buy these things, we enjoy our cash flow. We, we don't pay taxes on it because we're depreciating the property as rental owners. 
One part of that property, however, that I cannot depreciate is the land. And in my tax appraisal, I've noticed they have the land value as well as the, the value of the sticks and bricks, right, the house itself. And my land values have been going up. If they take my land value up, is there any chance in the world for me to protest that back down? If you have some land sales that prove it's dropped or not as high as that, but the land is typically a harder avenue to protest, especially in these neighborhoods that are all built out. There is no land sales. They're looking so it, at a percentage percentage of the overall sale to plot. Okay. So, so if you're rural and listening, if you're out in the country, then yes, that might be uh, the time to apply an approach for that land. Um, but but I think for most listeners that are in a subdivision um, and most of the houses that we as members at Lifestyles Unlimited are buying for rentals, th- those are in, in, in you know your, your typical subdivision. Sounds like forget about it. They've taken it up. We're, we're kind of stuck. Right. Because you're still looking at the overall value. Okay, so let's focus now on the other part, which is the above ground portion, the the sticks and bricks, and you said condition. So I think, just maybe I'm making an assumption here, but based on everything we've seen with inflation, with appreciation, with prices going up, basing my protest on sales at the moment is is unlikely. Now I'll look at the sales comps, but I think, and maybe tell me if you agree or disagree, I think the better route to go is to focus on the actual condition of the property. Right. If you have condition issues, I think that's probably the biggest avenue, especially given the high sales prices we've been seeing. Uh, so, you know, take pictures of that, those issues, especially like foundation issues and things like that on some of these rent properties. Is there, if I'm going into the meet with the, the informal appraisal or, or going to the, the ARB hearing, is there an ideal number of pictures? Is 100 pictures better than, than 10 or what's too much? I think 100 would be too much. I, I would think, you know, 4 to 10, somewhere in that neighborhood. So they don't want to see every they don't want to see every single sheetrock crack in my house. <laughs> no, just a couple. You know, okay. they want to just Well, and that and that and that goes back to the story. Here's some sheetrock cracks. Here you can see the light coming in through that door which is clearly no longer plumb. I have a foundation problem. Now to your earlier point, you may want to go one step farther and get a free foundation uh, repair estimate from your favorite foundation company. That'll tell you, yeah, you're out of level. Here's what it's going to cost. Submit that along with those pictures. Now your story got just a little bit stronger. What else can we look at in terms of condition? Well, just the remodel. I mean, are the bathrooms still the older bathrooms? Kitchen, has it been remodeled? Because uh, a lot of the comps you're going to see out there selling for these high prices are have been remodeled. You know, and I think that needs to be factored in. So I think the kitchen and bath is your most expensive part. I think you focus on those two rooms as well. Okay, so not just that my house is in disrepair. It may just be that my house is out of date, and it may very well be, let's say I bought that house 10 years ago, and I may have fixed it up 10 years ago, but the market has shifted. And if you think about those sold comps that are out there, and it's really good to get with a realtor that can get you those pictures. Or if you're a Lifestyles member, use Quest because that's our, our application that allows us to pull down the, the, the sold and the lease comps. You can see the pictures there. And that'll that'll tell you if they've gone in and well, I've still got my Formica countertops in my kitchen and in my and I've got the you know the the cultured marble in, in my bathrooms. But those neighbors that sold, what did they do? If they're gonna if they're gonna attain the highest sales price, they're gonna go in and they're gonna fix those things up to your point, Julian. So I wanna get those pictures and, and, and hold them next to each other. That is now apples and oranges and that's a rotted beat up apple, you know, at that. What other what other tips and tricks do you have for us? That's probably most of it on the condition. I mean, the other thing I always tell people, 
there's drainage issues. I mean, a lot of times that can affect the house, uh, looking at the drainage of the property. We see that that's caused a lot of foundation issues. So, so anything structural? Anything to do with the structure of the property. And and I would add to that if if you are a rental owner, so we've got for for the for the owner occupant, that's an approach you can take. If you are a rental owner, you can go one step farther, try to sell that appraisal district on on the condition and on the fact that it's a rental. And hey, they're not taking care of it. Maybe they're taking great care of it, but I'll tell you, I've had a lot of success with that over the years. And if you go out to the, I don't know Julian in Bear County what it looks like, but in Dallas, I can see the desirability. And if my desirability is is average or is great, I'm going to try to get it lowered to the next level and a level below that. Hey. I hear the music kicking on, boy. I, I think we could keep going. I think we could really do a deep dive and, and really get into the, the nails and the shingles and everything else. But I, I do thank you for sharing and coming on today, Julian. Julian Ball, and I'm Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. I thank you for listening. Get out there and protest. Remember, May 16th is your filing deadline to get the process started. So get it going. And I hope to hear from, from you that you've had a lot of success. Good luck. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Everything in life can be simplified. Everything in life can be condensed, confined, brought down into the smallest possible increment so that it doesn't take time to get done, to, so it isn't complicated to get done, so it can be repeated and replicated in massive numbers. That's necessary because to have success, you have to have massive success to have massive wealth, massive success to have massive fitness, massive success to have a great relationship. You have to have a lot of things reoccurring on a regular basis. In other words, I got to be friendly, not once a week, not walk in once a month and be friendly. I got to have that system in place on a daily basis. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.